Welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Today, we have with us Dr. Jay LaGuardia. He has dedicated over 30 years of his life teaching people about the importance of finding balance in their family, fitness, and finances so they can empower their dreams, ignite their passions, and accelerate prosperity. Through his coaching, speaking, and writings, he teaches about the importance of adopting the habits and rituals of an empowering mindset, a healthy lifestyle, and belief in something bigger than yourself. He is passionate about sharing the tools and tactics that can unlock our true potential as human beings. Dr. J is a successful entrepreneur, a chiropractor, a consultant, speaker, philanthropist, best-selling author of Change Your Mind, Change Your Destiny, and host of the Power, Passion, Prosperity podcast. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm great. What a wonderful day it is. We're alive, we're healthy, and, you know, the world is open for us to express ourselves to others. Hopefully, some of our listeners will learn something today. Tell me, Jay, what are some of the major obstacles or hurdles you had to overcome early in life to get where you are today? And why are you so passionate about teaching people about living intentionally from conscious awareness? That's a great question. And again, thank you for having me. And uh, I'm excited to be here and share some lessons that I've had from my past that uh, perhaps maybe can help someone on their journey. I, I started in business early on and uh, I realized quickly that I didn't have the business knowledge and skills. I didn't have the leadership skills and, it, and we struggled mightily. In fact, my wife was my business partner. So partnering Raising children and, and being a couple and also running business was a very difficult task. Uh, and it almost wound up costing uh, my, my marriage and my relationship with my kids, my health, the business. Everything was really at stake because of the stress that I was dealing with, not understanding what it was like also to run a business. I knew how to practice. I had the skill sets of being able to take care of people and, and provide service, but I didn't have the skill set how to run the back end side, the business side of it, and uh, as I mentioned, the leadership side. So, you know, when you uh, when you're when you're broke and you're at the bottom, I was fortunate to have a mentor ask me a simple question. He said, "You know, what's going on with your life? What, what why are you experiencing so much challenge?" And uh, so I sat there and I explained to him everything that was going on. And uh, it took about three or four minutes, and it felt very good. It was very cathartic. But I was projecting outside. Everything that was going wrong was outside me. It wasn't anything to do with me. And uh, when I got done, there was a gentle pause, and I, I wonder if I put him to sleep. 
And uh, finally he said, he goes, I know exactly what your problem is. And I'm like, great, someone's going to help me solve this. And he said to me, he goes, your business and your life are waiting for a leader to show up and it's not you. <laughs> and it was the first time someone had actually held me accountable for my behaviors and, or, or lack of behavior. And uh, I realized it was an inside issue, not an outside issue. So all the projections were, were my issue. Well, that's so true, Jay. You know, when doctors start their practice, especially if they're a solo practitioner, they know all about medicine. They know how to heal patients and they're gung-ho to start their practice. But without a mentor, most doctors know nothing about marketing themselves or how to do the business. And most doctors probably still don't have a business plan. You started your professional career as a chiropractor. Why did you leave the profession to become coach? Well, it really tied into part of the first question is I knew early on that I wanted to have even greater impact. And I knew that at some point I wanted to be able to mentor, to coach, to teach. And uh, we had built one of the largest practices in the world. And so I had many colleagues reaching out, asking for help and assistance. And I realized that uh, the, the information I was providing was incredibly valuable. And so I turned it into a consulting business. And at that time, we had scaled. We had, uh, we had 10 practices at that time. So we turned it into how to, how, to, how to create and replicate a business model that's sustainable and effective that doesn't require the, the practitioner to oversee. In other words, it has the support systems in place. That, uh, that allows you to step back and oversee it, but not be into the daily grind. And it became very successful. And so I stepped away from the day-to-day -day practice and, uh, and started consulting with uh, other healthcare professionals. As an entrepreneur, you have been successful creating multiple seven-figure businesses. What would you say are the three keys to living a balanced and joyful life? Because that must be hectic. It really is. You know, someone asked me this the other day, and it really comes down to three things. I take care of my mind, my body, my spirit. Every single day, I schedule time to focus on my mindset. You mentioned earlier about conscious awareness and living intentionally. I have a morning routine that I practice every single day that, I, that, that gets me ready to face the day, no matter what challenge lies ahead. So I prepare and I decide what emotions I want to show up. Uh, with each day, whether it's, it's patience or passion or energy or calmness, whatever it might be, I actually see how I'm going to show up that day. I, I meditate regularly, which really helps me clear my mind and, and get me prepared for the day. I focus and review my goals. And this routine I've been doing for 20, 25 years, so I can be intentional in the action behaviors that I want to take. So I choose how I'm going to show up rather than the environment around me deciding how I'm going to uh, react to. So mindset and then physical you know i've been working out six days a week for 33 years i do it every you know six days a week the only days i don't work out is sunday because i know if, if physically i'm not well i'm not going to have the energy to put forth to to do the ambitious goals that i have or help the people or be there for my family so i take care of myself physically and spiritually is in a sense is just being connected to something bigger than myself and remain humble that there's a bigger there's something uh, bigger out there than myself. And, uh, and then that allows me to be successful in business and the other things that I've pursued. You mentioned that your greatest accomplishment in your life, according to yourself, is your amazing family. 
How many children do you have? I have three children. Do you have them on the road to exercising every day or do they roll their eyes when you run out and they're watching TV? That's a great question. And the answer is uh, when they were younger, you know, they, they rolled their eyes. But my wife and I live our lifestyle. So it became a part of their lifestyle, eating well and exercising. It's just what we do as a family. And now literally we opened up a uh, F45 fitness studio together as a family, our first gym we opened up uh, about three months ago and we're going to open five of them so we not only live it but we practice it in in our business model as well too that's great but poor timing yes <laughs> five days before the be uh, uh right at, we, after we opened we were forced to shut down <laughs> in your new book you write about the formula for success is there really a formula that can guarantee our success I found it for sure, and I'm going to take a little liberty. It really was a foundational piece in a recent manuscript released from the uh, Napoleon Hill Foundation called Outwitting the Devil. And in it, Napoleon Hill talks about five keys to, uh, to predict success. I, I actually added one. I took a little bit of liberty, but he talks about passion, talent, associations, actions, faith, and then I added time. So I've never met anybody who has been successful who isn't passionate about what they do. Passion is necessary to overcome the inevitable obstacles and challenges you're going to face on your path. So passion is essential. And let's face it, you've got to have some talent. You've got to have some skill set. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's an inherent skill set or talent that you were born with. It's something that you develop over time because of that passion. So you have to be good at what you do. Associations. I mentioned to you uh, earlier about having a mentor. I've had such incredible mentors in my life, you know, that were ahead of me, but I was humble enough to listen, watch, and learn that helped me succeed, I believe, it more rapidly because they were influencers in my life. So who we surround ourselves will determine how much success we will experience. And then actions. We've got to take, you know, it said hard work is the key to success. I would argue that hard work in of itself is not. You've got to take targeted actions because there's plenty of people who work really hard but still struggle financially, so targeted actions. And then faith, faith in self, having a belief in yourself that uh, you know, even though maybe your success doesn't come at the time and the moment in which you would like it to, is faith that over time, if you practice this formula, it will follow through. And then finally is the time element of it, is no one can predict when and how, but know that it's gonna take time. It's kind of like a stew. It's, a, it's all the ingredients you put it into, uh, into the pot, you let it stir and simmer. And every aspect of my life, when I practice this, I've experienced success. In your book, you talk about a triple P life. What are some of the common traits people have in pursuit of this triple P life? What do they share? Yeah, one of the things, uh, one of many things we talk about is mediocrity is a sin. I believe that we're given one life to live, live to its fullest, and we should be pursuing excellence all the time. Another one is constant, never-ending personal improvement. We have to be pursuing each and every day to improve ourselves emotionally and psychologically and physically. I, I really believe that. We're, you know, there's, I hear people say, particularly people who reach out for help. So I kind of like where I'm at. And my response always is, you know, 
the universe is either moving forward or backward. There is no stagnation. Although there may be a temporary pause, there is no stagnation. You're, even take, you're either taking steps moving forward. If not, you're moving backwards. So I believe that progressive forward is really, really important. I believe it's also important to take care of people according to their needs and not your needs. So not doing it for ulterior reasons. In other words, you know, if I am serving people for their highest self to help them achieve and get what they want, inevitably, you know, they're going to have a great experience and they're going to, you know, want to uh, continue to do business with me. So those are just a few of the many, uh, I think we have 22 in the book of what it's like to live a triple P life. Well, I agree with you, Dr. J. Having complacency goes well towards the path of destruction. We must, in terms of succeeding and evolving, always be moving forward, and that does not include complacency. So what needs to happen to create your best Triple P life? You need to make a commitment to yourself. You need to make a commitment to your, to your physical and your emotional well-being. You really need to, you know, a desire to, for, for improvement. You know, you're never going to find your triple P life on your couch. You know, you're never going to find it, your, your triple P life. In, and, and when I talk about triple P life, it's based on our podcast, which is Power, Passion, Prosperity. So it's empowering the mind, right? Empowering dreams, igniting passion, and accelerating prosperity. So those are the three P's of the triple P life. I should explain that first. So it's about empowering the dreams. It's, it's about... You know, always dreaming, even, I don't care what age you are, there's still a dream inside you and pursuing something that's, that, that, have, that excites you and makes you, uh, you know, jump out of bed in the morning and then igniting that passion. And so as you go through life, passions change, but continually pursuing different passions because that's where the joy and the real excitement in life is. And then prosperity is not so much the financial prosperity. It's prosperity in everything. It's in your relationships with your significant other. It's in you know uh, building great friendships, prosperity in your health, and things that we have talked about before. So it's it's that it's that formula of those three on a pursuit from a daily basis that you know I really believe that helps us achieve and get to you know a level that uh, we can all be proud of and look back on our life and go, you know what, I lived my very best life. You talk a lot about Dela's success habits and the importance of being intentional in everything we do. Can you give some examples of the habits that will lead to more success in our lives? Yes. So there's eight habits. I wrote about them in my first book, Change Your Mind, Change Your Destiny. And habit number one is dreaming. You know, kids do this very well uh, because they don't judge their dreams. But as we get older, we get very cynical. So we stop dreaming and then we lose that fire. So the next one is mentorship, having great people around us who can support us and encourage us. Uh, number two is uh, authenticity, being true to who you are. I learned this from my son. Uh, my son is gay, and I kind of my wife and I suspected it early on. But what you know, he he never really came to that realization. I believe until he was nineteen or twenty. But you know, we never projected anything on him. But we watched him grow up and he lived his, his life, his path, even to the detriment of kids who would, uh, who would make fun of him or tease him or whatever the case may be. He didn't care. He lived who he was and, and what was important to him. So it's one of the great lessons he taught me. So authenticity is number three. We're looking at uh, uh, core values, number four, 
is having a sense of core values in your life that you live by. These are the principles in which, you know, helps you make decisions and, and how you pursue your life. We look at, uh, at meditation as another one, as I mentioned before, is very, very important to clear the mind. Wayne Dyer said that uh, God speaks in only one voice, and that voice is silence. And in today's world, there's so much distraction and chaos that we have to quiet the mind to really see and hear the internal voice, the voice within us, where the real you know, inspiration comes from. So I find that through meditation, and meditation is a real key for that. Uh, some people find it in prayer. Another one is uh, affirmations. You know, it's said that uh, we have about 60,000 thoughts a day. And I don't know who did this, but the study I saw said that 80% of those thoughts are negative, which means 48,000 times a day, we're telling ourselves disempowering thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. You know, I'll never achieve. Whatever it is, whatever that limiting belief is, becomes our dominant loop in our brain. And that's what wires our subconscious mind. And that's how we get this negative attitude, and that's just how we, how we disempower our belief system. So affirmations literally are words of affirming of what you're becoming. I am. I am healthy. I am well. I am successful. Whatever it is that you're affirming to become, you literally break the old negative linkages in your subconscious mind by creating new linkages because as the brain fires, it wires. Therefore, you create new dominant thought patterns, and that's like you turn somebody from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. So affirmations are really, really important. And then, of course, goal setting. The mind is target-oriented. When we lack a target, we wander aimlessly. And the thing is, is that only 3% um, of adults have written goals. And, and that's a shame because when having a goal that's written is 97% more likely to come true or become reality than just having a goal in your mind. So goal writing and having goals are important too. So those are the eight steps. Well, studies do confirm that it's important to write it down. What also helps you carry it through is when you tell someone because now you're held accountable. Correct. One of the many tools you teach people is the one-minute mindset shift. People listening to this might say, really, in <laughs> one minute, you could, you could shift your mind? Can you share with us what that is and how it works? I certainly can. I'd love to. And it's funny, it takes me longer to explain it than it actually does to do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I learned this, uh, a buddy of mine, he and I kind of put this together through practice. As a kid, I grew up in a really negative environment. Um, there was some abuse there. And so I was one of those really negative people. And, and, and the thing that I'm so passionate about these eight habits of success is because I've applied in my life and, I, and I, I've seen the change, my family's seen the change, and I've taught others as well too. And so one of the tools is this mindset shift. And so the first thing you have to do in step number one is, is acknowledge what you're feeling. So for me, when I'm stressed, my dominant emotion is anger. I get angry. So I have to acknowledge that I'm feeling this anger. Second step is, where am I feeling the anger? Okay, I may be feel, obviously feeling it in the environment around me. Maybe I'm projecting it on someone around me, but maybe my heart's racing, my, my palms are sweating. You know, I'm feeling really tense and rigid. So I'm feeling it physically in my body. 
And the reason is because thoughts are language of the brain and feelings are language of the body. So when we have a thought, it triggers then a physiological response and it's manifested physically. So if I can change that thought, I'm going to change the physiological response. So step three is ask myself, what is it that I want to experience right now? Now you may say to yourself, you know what? I want to remain angry. See, that's a choice. Or you may say to yourself, I want to feel and experience something different. So for me, the opposite of anger is love. So immediately, okay, that's the opposite emotion that I want to experience. So how do, how do I then feel love in that moment when I'm feeling anger? Well, it's simple. You anchor that emotion that you want to experience in a past experience. So I put myself back. One of the ones I use is, once my first daughter was born, I remember it was just my wife and I and her, like nothing in the world existed. It was nothing but just a pure love experience. And I think of that moment and I immediately shift the thought in my mind, which changes the physiological response from anger to love. Now, I can't say that it's immediate. The first time you do it, you're going to feel it. But if you practice over time, you're going to be able to shift your mindset literally in one minute. Because remember, choices uh, emotions are choices. We can choose to be angry. We can choose to be loved. We just need the we just need the the skill sets of how to shift that quickly, and that's what the one minute mindset allows you to do. Gee, I thought when you were angry, you would break out into a five k run. <laughs> that's another good tool as well. <laughs> can you describe your five keys to a success and happiness? Yes. Number one is live in the service of others. When you're serving outside yourself and you're focusing on the, on the needs of others, I'm not saying that you ignore your own needs, but when you're serving others, the return that you get is, is incalculable. And the funny thing is when you're serving others, you think you're helping someone, but really you're helping yourself because there's nothing better than helping someone achieve what they want. Number two is pursue your passions. A life full of passion is a life well-lived, and it's one that's going to be full of joy and excitement. And it's going to be one that's... Uh, that's going to be filled with some challenges, but the joy and the challenges is where we see growth and how we build self-confidence and self-esteem. So pursuing passions. Number three is do what you love and find someone to pay you for it. You know, I was fortunate to find, I was, I was originally in pre-med to be an orthopedic surgeon and I got hurt playing football. My mother had suggested I go see a chiropractor. I'd never heard of chiropractic. I didn't know anything about it. And I went and saw this chiropractor and he was a really neat guy. Just, great energy, really passionate about health. I remember walking into his office, the first doctor's office I walked in, I didn't feel intimidated, you know, and um, he helped me. I had a concussion shoulder. I was back on the field in, in, in a few days. And I thought that was a really cool thing, what he did. Uh, and I never really pursued it, but until one day I came out of a biochem lab one night and he was there doing the lecture and I sat down and I listened to what he had to say and what he said changed my life. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a chiropractor. I went home and I told my mother, I said, yeah, I'm not going to be an orthopedic surgeon anymore. I'm going to be a chiropractor. She almost fell off the chair, but it turned out to be a good, uh, a good decision. But I got to practice for 25 years, helping people, serving people, loving people, changing lives, and I got paid very, very well for it, and I'm so grateful for that. Four is learn to unconditionally love yourself. You know, I find this is one of the biggest challenges facing the human race today. If you don't love yourself, you can't love others. And when we don't love ourselves, we sabotage ourselves. We don't eat right, right? 
It's what leads to poor habits and behaviors and addictions. And, and so self-love is, I believe, one of the core essence that should be taught from early on in childhood. And it's not a selfish act. It's a selfless act. When you love you and you respect you, then you're going to love and respect others. So pursuing self-love unconditionally, because, you know, we can do a whole two hour show on this, but it's so it's such an important tool. And then number five is we all need to take care of ourselves of physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. It should be a pursuit we do each and every day. It, I think it's our responsibility to each other, uh, you know, as, as, as a race is to, is to live that example so we can live our highest self so we can, you know, consume less, you know, when we're healthy, we consume less, we consume less medicine, we consume less healthcare. We, you know, we're, we're focused on good positive behavior. So being in a pursuit of physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being is number five. Isn't it amazing how we can analyze the path that we are on in life and go back and pinpoint it to one key event or person that put us on a whole new trajectory that we were not thinking of at the time, you know, almost like it was fate to meet that person to get on the road that we were meant to be on. A hundred percent agree. I mean, we all have those seminal moments. We, we find those people or they come into our life. The question is, we talked about this before, are you consciously aware? And that's why I said meditation is so important because if we don't spend some time in quietness, we'll miss the signals and those people will leave our life and we'll miss a great opportunity where a direction we were supposed to go. You know, I'd like listeners to know that uh, Dr. J here has been very thoughtful and generous. He has prepared a special gift. Uh, would you tell my listeners about what that is and how they could get it? Sure. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, first two chapters of uh, of our book, uh, our most recent book, which is Triple P Life: Your GPS to Success. And the link is triplepeelife.com backslash GPS book. So that's triplepeelife.com backslash GPS book. Yeah. So you can check out uh, the first couple chapters, see if it's something you would like to uh, learn more about, and and. Uh, and then also, of course, you know, check out the Power, Passion, Prosperity podcast, all one word, Power, Passion, Prosperity podcast. We're on every single podcasting app you can imagine. And the things we discussed today, uh, how to be successful in the business, are a lot of the primary topics that we discuss on a weekly basis. Well, thanks for being on our show today. We really enjoyed having you. This has been Dr. Jay LaGuardia that I'm talking to and your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, with another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness. Greatness.